don't know how to kick off this episode without sounding like another overhyped intro promoting something that's probably really not worth being promoted. But in this episode, we have Shannon Snow, the head of education from Google, and she is going to share a lot of the trends that Google sees and how schools are marketing, how they're increasing their clicks, how the use of video is impacting the effectiveness of a campaign and of an ad. And if that's not important to you, then great. Don't listen. Press stop. Move on. But if you're in higher education, admissions, recruitment, or marketing, then I strongly suggest you stop what you're doing and give us 15 minutes of time. In fact, give us 13 minutes of time and you will get your time's worth because this is an information and takeaway loaded episode. Cue the music. Welcome to Fanatical Recruitment, a podcast for higher ed, admissions, enrollment, and marketing professionals. I'm your host, Mickey Baines. Well, welcome to another episode of Fanatical Recruitment, and we're recording this one live on the road. I'm in Denver at the Calum Conference on Adult Learner Enrollment Management. Um, so I'm here in Denver for this conference, and just this morning got to hear another great speaker who I invited to record a short episode here. Uh, this is Shannon Snow from Google. She's the head of education, and Shannon shared some great information with us about the trends and, and things that are happening that she sees behind the scenes at Google to help folks as they think about their campaigns. So, Shannon, thank you for joining us. Mickey, it's great to be here. Thank you so much. And tell us a little bit about uh, your time at Google. How long have you been there? I've been there forever in a day, 11 <laughs> years. Um, so it's changed quite a bit. It was 5,000 people when I started. It's 65,000 now. So just a obviously, few more. just a few more. Yeah. Um, and it's been an interesting turn for me. I actually started my career in education marketing 15 years ago, and I haven't always worked in that space at Google, but found myself for the last five years actually working specifically with education marketers, helping them do digital marketing across search, display, and YouTube. So it's been a great kind of turnaround for me um, to see it, you know, as um, at a traditional school and educator, and now from the digital side at Google. And so, well, five years is probably, this is probably a great set of five years to have been in this, in the education industry, kind of looking at how it's changed. So I guess as you think about search um, for graduate and adult students, how have you seen it change over the past few years? Absolutely. So one of the things that's pretty interesting at Google is we do get this inside view of what students are searching. Um, so we're actually able to look at the volume of searches and see the trends in terms of um, the momentum and the changes that they have over time. Um, so there's a couple things that I'm thinking a lot about that we've been seeing over the past couple years. Um, one is just the type of searches. We used to see a lot of search for school names and specific brands. Um, in the last few years, we've actually seen a decrease in searches for that. Um, and increasingly, instead, students are searching for really more program and uh, degree-specific terms. So they may be looking for MBA or a nursing program or really looking for general online options. So I really see that switch into not just searching the brands they know, but really being open to discovery about the schools and the colleges that they don't. I think the other things that have been really top of mind from a search perspective is the device shift. 
So, you know, the percentage of searches that come from mobile has been increasing, um, you know, every year for the past five years. And for a lot of industries, we're really at that moment where we see equal amount of searches on desktop and mobile. Um, so it's really prevalent at this point. Um, and as a result, I think that um, people are searching very location-based, um, which is great for schools with a regional presence that are thinking about um, getting an education that's close to them or connected to their community. The final thing that we see from a search perspective is really um, a lot of a mindset around cost and value of education. Um, if we look at some of the top questions that people type into Google around education, um, it's really shifted into what is the value, what is it worth, you know, what's going to be the ROI on my MBA degree. Wow. Okay. Um, the top question that people type in um, related to college um, today is, you know, what is the cost of college? Um, and so you can really see that there's that mind shift of, you know, what's the value of the education and how am I going to get that, um, you know, when I'm pursuing a degree? You know, we, we're running these campaigns. The schools want to run these campaigns to help support, you know, their organic search efforts. And so can you tell us about some of the best practices you see um, in terms of, of the ad placement? Is there, is there a certain number of impressions we need to have before the ad starts to really connect with someone? Yeah, you know, what I've seen is that um, I think Educators have known for a long time that um, because this is such a long decision, my uh, you know, process that search really plays a big role. You know, it's a big decision. People are searching a lot, and so I think that um, you know, education marketers have known for a long time that um, you know, organic search and paid search are a really great combo to kind of capture that student. Um, but what I'm seeing, you know, in the last couple of years is, you know, there's so many more digital touch points, and if you really want to get in front of that student and be a part of the consideration set, um, we're seeing a lot more use of online video as well as display and um, retargeting to get in front of that student earlier. Um, from an online video standpoint, this is something that we're seeing be extremely effective. Um, you know, Mary Meeker uh, is projecting that 75% of all bandwidth in the next two years is going to be watching online video. Um, so if I'm a school now, I'd be thinking about um, if that's where my future student is going to be spending their time, how do I really think about creating video content and promotion strategies for that video content that will get my school out there? Um, I think the other thing that is working very well is, you know, retargeting and remarketing. Um, we tend to see that students search a lot at the beginning of the process, and then they may go through a, a portion of their search where they're narrowing options and looking at review sites and kind of trying to, um, you know, consider different options. And so retargeting can be a great option to bring that student back to you um, and remind them that they're still there. Um, so I definitely recommend that schools kind of think outside, you know, just their organic um, placements and try to figure out how they can kind of extend that reach to students in other places on the web. And, and so instead of saying, hey, I've got X amount of dollars, which of these three channels might I hit? It's more diversifying and having a little bit of all three. Do we know anything about the type of, or the topics of the videos that are more, um, that have a higher conversion rate in terms of higher ed? Have you seen any of that? Have you been able to look at that? I think it really depends on what you're trying to get out of the video and when the student will be watching it in the process. So, you know, there's sort of your inspirational video that is meant to sort of get your name out there to the student that may not be ready to um, enroll yet, and it's really kind of um, that high funnel video. Um, that's not going to be the video that gets people to click and fill out a lead form. Yep. You know, I think that. 
more educational videos um, are ones that work really well as you're bringing students down the funnel. Um, so even interviews with professors, short snippets that are really educating them about the experience that they'll have at the college, you know, that can help kind of draw them in. And then in terms of actually getting them to convert, um, I would say that, you know, video is not, you know, the conversion part of your marketing funnel, um, but there are things that you can do to kind of increase the likelihood. Um, I think having a strong call to action. Um, on YouTube, we can do something called, um, you know, an overlay that encourages them to click to your site and learn more. So there are things that you can do to kind of um, add a call to action to that video. We're also starting to experiment, you know, if you um, have experimented with um, some of the paid products on YouTube, there's something called TrueView for Action, which is really aimed at driving leads um, okay. for different industries. So if you are interested in making a more conversion-focused video play, um, that is something you can start to okay. experiment with. Nice. So when we think in terms of the student side of it, when they're doing a search, do we know about how many institutions that they're really looking at when they're doing that initial search, and how does that shift as they narrow their decision down? Yeah, our research indicates that if they're really at the beginning of the search process, they don't have too many options. They're having between three and four. Okay. Um, and 75% of those students actually never really look outside that initial um, comparison set. So if you're not there to get in and be one of that three and four, you know, you may lose the opportunity to really speak with them at all. Um, as they start to narrow down, um, we see that they may narrow down to two or three and actually apply to potentially two schools. Okay. So it's really a very small consideration set from the start, which I, I know is one of the reasons why it's such a challenge for marketers to break through the clutter and be part of that consideration set. Yes, and so, and I guess in my mind, I'm always thinking, you know, as I used to run my own program, I had a list of about 15 competitors. Uh, but I guess at any point in time, whatever location of, of, our, of our seven locations, they might only be looking at four, right? Okay. I would have guessed it would be more, so that's really interesting. You mentioned a few minutes ago about uh, the shift in use of mobile. So I know it's increasing. How is it increasing? Is it increasing at different points in the enrollment process? How, how does all that come into play? Yeah. So there's a shift in terms of early in the research process versus later in the research process. So early in the research process, what we're seeing is that students are spending more time on desktop. So they'll spend about two thirds of their time on desktop and maybe a third on mobile. Okay. Um, but if you look at actually the number of sessions, they're still doing more sessions on mobile. So 58% of the sessions okay. are actually mobile. Um, and if you look at what they're looking at on desktop versus mobile, it's actually very similar. Um, the students are just looking at that same content in a very snackable way. Okay. Now, if we look at later in the process when they're about to enroll, um, the mobile behavior starts getting a little different. So we actually see that late stage in the process, students are actually spending 52% of their time on mobile. Um, and the percentage of um, visits is actually 68%. So I think counter to what I might have thought, um, as students get closer to decision, they're actually spending more and more time on mobile device. Um, and I think the other thing that's interesting in terms of what they're doing, um, a lot of that time that they're spending is online watching mobile video. Okay. Um, so they may be at the point where um, they already know about you, but they're watching videos to kind of answer questions, get a feel for the campus, okay. get a sense of is this the right fit. Yep. That makes sense. I think now you hear, when you hear all the different data points, you start to all kind of combine and get a bit of a good sense of it. Um, so 
Can you talk anything? Uh, talk to me a little bit about the. Are there specific types of characteristics you might see? You know, once I click to get to a page, are there any type of characteristics you know about the content of that page or anything about that page that might help my conversion rates? Mm -hmm. I think it's all about matching the mindset that the student is at. If you know that they are coming in from a more general search term or they're early in the process, I would really focus on getting them information that is going to um, prime them to speak with you. Um, I've seen a lot of success with people embedding videos into their forms, trying to give more information that's detailed about the degree, um, and even giving the option to potentially you know, email information to yourself so that you can kind of engage with that content, even though you might not really be ready to talk to someone yes. yet. Um, if you know that it's someone who has been in the pipeline a while, maybe visited your site a few times, is searching on more specific terms, then it's all about making the form you know, user-friendly and easy. Um, and because there is such a mobile focus, I think that um, making sure that your data entry is streamlined, um, that you know, you're just doing two to three pages maximum, um, and that you are doing things like, you know, um, data validation so that you can avoid errors in the form um, and just making it easy. I think that, you know, what I hear a lot is that it's a fine balance between making the form, um, you know, so complex that no one wants to fill it out versus so easy that they fill it out, but they're really not ready to um, speak to you. So I think really trying to match that mindset um, is critical if you want to have them take the desired action and convert. I concur completely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to chat with us. I really appreciate it, and um, and hopefully we'll run into each other again on the road, and in a couple of years we can do this again and see how it's changed. All right. I so, look forward to yeah, it. Yep. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you. I would love to know your feedback on this episode. What questions do you have that we didn't cover? What information or trends are you seeing that we didn't talk about? Leave your comments, and if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, Give us a rating and review on iTunes because it helps others find the podcast. We've got some great episodes coming up. We have customer service experts. We have accountability and team coaching experts all ready to go and will be released in the coming weeks. So keep your ears open for your next episode of Fanatical Recruitment. Thanks for listening. This is Mickey Baines. Goodbye.